Hello and welcome to another episode of Heard It Through the Grooveline. My name is Will Bennett and I'm the founder of Grooveline Music Education. I'm here to help you know how to best support the musical education of your child, even if you are not musical yourself. At Grooveline, when the lesson ends, the learning doesn't stop. And so as part of our wraparound approach to music education, this episode, I'll be answering a question that I received this week all about grades. Good morning, guys. Good to be with you again. We're going to do something a little bit different this week. I've had some questions come in. I'd like to answer those directly. I'd also firstly just like to say thank you in particular to Rebecca who emailed in and said, I loved the podcast this week. It was really helpful and informative. And also to Emma who wrote on Facebook to say, I think this is great. These tips are spot on and your passion comes through really well. Thank you guys and everyone who listened and those who have been getting in touch as well. It's great to hear from you. I'm glad you're finding it useful. One question that I get asked a lot of times is about grades. What are they? How do they work? How do we prepare for them? So I just want to spend a quick few minutes letting you know all about grades. So in music, we go from grade one to grade eight and grade eight is the best one. And grade one is what you'd have for beginners. Some examples also do one before grade one, which is kind of like a debut grade. They sometimes call it initial grade or premier grade. By the time you get to grade eight, you're probably really pretty good um, looking to go to college or university maybe, or just really have dedicated a lot of time to your instrument. So that's the kind of thing you might want to try and get up to in your late teens, for example. Whereas grade one, grade two, and sometimes grade three can be achieved inside primary school age. There are different types of grade exams that you can take as well as different exam boards. And you should discuss with your tutor which one is right for you. Some are more classical, some are more rock based, or you can do jazz grades. On guitar, you could do acoustic grades, classical guitar grades, or electric guitar grades. So there's all different types and you should find the one which is best for you. I think the most important thing is, especially at the early stages, is to do it for the right reasons. Do it because the child enjoys it, wants that sense of achievement, enjoys the pieces of music that are within the grade and is learning great skills on their instrument. I don't like grades being used as a box ticking exercise myself. Sometimes people use them because they think it gets them some more respect. To be honest with you, I mean, maybe grade eight in some circles, but I worked as a professional musician. I went to music uni. No one ever asked me what grade I was. No one's ever cared, to be honest with you. I think maybe in some classical roots, they do care a little bit more about grades, but then again, only really the top grades. So I think if you're looking in the first few grades, it doesn't matter really which exam board in terms of prestige. It only matters in terms of which one your child is going to enjoy the most and get the most out of. You can skip grades as well. So you might do grade one on a certain exam board, and then you might, after learning some other songs, you might decide to do grade three with a different exam board. And that, that's totally fine. You don't have to have grade four in order to take grade five, for example. The only caveat to that is that some exam boards do ask for a grade five in music theory before you take a grade eight exam. But again, that's a bit further down the line. And by the time you get into grade eight, then you can discuss which exam board is going to be the one which puts me on the path that I want to go on in my musical career or my musical journey. 
In terms of actually taking the exam, there's different ways, especially nowadays, that you can take the exam. I always used to have to go and drive with my parents half an hour to an actual exam center where there'd be someone sitting and watching me perform these pieces. You can still do that, but it's less common these days because you can also do video submissions. And there's also live stream options as well, depending on the exam board. I think that video submission can be really good because your teacher during your music class can record it for you. So maybe you've spent the first 10 minutes of a lesson warming up with the teacher's guidance and you're going to get the best possible performance. And of course, you can always keep re-recording it if you make mistakes. And I think that at the early stages, we want to build children's confidence. I think that's a really good thing. We want to make sure they pass every single exam, at least with a pass, with a merit or distinction would be great as well. In terms of how long it takes to prepare for an exam, I often get asked the question, should my child have finished this by now? Are they on the right track? It really, really varies so much. Firstly, some exam boards are more rigorous than others, a little bit more difficult. Obviously, as you go higher up in the grades, it gets more difficult and therefore takes a bit longer to prepare for it. But also it just depends on each child's individual learning style, how much they're practicing, perhaps how long their lesson is, how frequent their lessons are, if they're having weekly or bi-weekly. The good thing is that there's really no right or wrong. However long it needs to take your child, that is perfectly fine. We've had some people fly through grades in a matter of weeks. Or we've had people who have been working on a grade for 10 months, 12 months, maybe more. And that's totally fine as well. Because along that journey for that 10 or 12 months, they won't have just been learning the grades. They've been learning skills. They've been learning techniques and focusing on other songs as well during that time. I hope that today's quick episode has cleared up a few things for you there. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Heard It Through the Groove Line, the podcast that helps parents like you best support your children's musical education, even if you are not musical yourself. To find out more, you can follow us on social media, and don't forget to hit like and subscribe.